Time now for Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C. An informative but laid-back approach to sports medicine on 1010XL. Yeah. Now, let's break some bones. Hey, records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo? Welcome to Breaking Bones Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, yes, yes. Now, I know you... Jaguar fans out there wanted to see all of Duval partying for the Super Bowl, but this season came to an end, divisional round. Now we've got the Kansas City Chiefs against the Philadelphia Eagles. So we're going to talk a little Super Bowl, but we're all about sports injuries on Breaking Bones. Josie from XL Primetime. You can catch me noon to three weekdays right here on the Superstation. And then my man, Geo, Dr. George Bari. I didn't know that you got dressed up for the Super Bowl. That is pretty cool. <laughs> you like it? Yeah. Now, uh, Doug Heffernan on King of Queens. You ever watch King of Queens? No, rarely. Okay, it's a trip for me. Okay, my wife is from Jersey. She likes, you know, it's just a good show. I love Kevin James. He's he's a great character. Arthur Spooner is a great character. That's uh, Jerry Stiller, who used to play mm-hmm. Frank Costanza yeah. back in the day. He's really just a trippy. But anyway, <laughs> Doug Heffernan was at risk of losing his Super Bowl party to another guy that worked at his place. Like, he was stealing all of his friends because the, the other guy was getting a bouncy house. And so he looks at Deacon, his buddy, he goes, look. Do you know what I'm planning on Sunday? I'm planning on unveiling a new chip every quarter. <laughs> a new chip. And he thought this was just going to win him over. And Deacon's like, dude's got a bouncy house. You know, we're taking the kids over there. So I just like the fact this is your early Super Bowl ensemble. Yes. Okay. And then you're just going to party all day. Is that That's what you're going to do? That's it. All right. Listen, the kids are fired up. <laughs> Who is Geo going for? The young son? Uh, not Kansas City. Actually, we were going on the neighborhood the other day and someone had a Kansas City flag. Oh yeah. In their front yard. Yeah. He literally stopped just to go boo. Nice. Nice. And give him a thumbs down. Because I love that. You tell Gio I'm proud of him because we've got uh, one in the family that is a diehard Mahomes fan, little Mateo. He cannot get enough of Pat Mahomes. And we're like, uh, bro, he just beat your <laughs> our Jaguars. All right. So if you want to throw a Super Bowl pick at us, you can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosure, 641-1010. If you have a sports injury, that is the most important thing that we can help you with. This I call it like the free advice half hour uh, from Dr. George Barry, fellowship trained under the renowned Dr. James Andrews. So if you've got joint pain of any kind, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, ankle, whatever it might be, it's either in his expertise or he can tell you where you need to go. Six four one ten ten. I'll hit the text line now. Later on today, Doc, we're going to get to some sports injuries coming up in a second. But later on today, you were going to feast. I am going to feast. We were asking fans on Friday, you know, what their spread is going to be at the house, dude. People bring it. I don't know what the total calorie intake is on a day like today. Oh, I can imagine. Oh my gosh, what what's the most calories you think you've ever consumed in one? Oh. Like, you know, and the Super Bowl, just in general. In general. Oh, dude, back in college, yeah, get yeah. me a, a CC's pizza. Uh-huh. It was three ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I don't know how they stayed in business because I destroyed the place. Nowadays, you know, when I was in college and, and younger, a buffet was. I mean, I you would could not go wrong. No, I mean, I would just now a buffet. I don't even think I eat enough to cover. Yeah. What I I'm what like I pay a, for it. I'm like a plate and a half, and I make myself yeah. go get that second right, half. Right, right. I, oh. I used to eat so much, and now you know, metabolism is going down. Oh, I know, I know. Down. It sucks, is what it does. Because like Sunnies, you know, we do we do things with Sunnies, and you used to have the all you can eat ribs, 
and they would bring you the sides just to kind of fill you up. And you're like, no, I don't want those. Bring more ribs. Right. Now I can only go like one round. Yeah. You know. All right. Now let me just give you some numbers because they're talking about people will just absolutely crush today. So we're going to remind you, get up, walk around, <laughs> hydrate, <laughs> just do something other than sit on your big behind. One in seven Americans order takeout. I'm not okay. surprised by that. I actually thought it'd be a little higher. Uh, 60% of the takeout orders are pizza. That's no surprise. Yeah. 1.25, tell me whether you believe this is true or not. 1.25 billion chicken wings are eaten. It's a lot. I might call BS on that. You think so? Well, I could eat a quarter of a billion, but I, I don't know if everyone else on this earth 1. can eat 1.25 billion? Billion. So you're looking at, that's like 600, how many, was this chicken wings you said? Yeah, chicken said, wings. Now, so, and, and a chicken only has two wings. Exactly. Right? So that's like 600 million birds. <laughs> the chicken is getting ripped off. The chicken is like, I need to grow more wings because that's all anybody wants to eat anymore. You know, Cat Williams has a good, I don't, I'm not going to do it, but he has a good joke about the chicken wings. Yeah, I wish he would. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You may do this before it's over. You think about it. But last, or I don't know, uh, Championship Sunday, uh, I crushed some wings. It was Costco wings. And oh, I, did I you have I to cook them or were they cooked already? No, I made them. Oh, so they're raw and you make yeah, them? Yeah, I made them. And I, but the, the point is, Doc, they were just way too small. I mean, oh, look really? at these. Are those not some, those are some beautiful looking wings right there. They look bomb. Dude, I killed them. What dress it? What did you put on that like, thing? I, I, I got like a mixture of sauce. I like to make sure you get a little hot sauce in there and a little Q. So for yeah. Super Bowl, we're going to do like a Philly cheesesteak yeah. and a Kansas City barbecue thing. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Cool. You're invited. <laughs> yeah, thanks. It's a pity invite. <laughs> yeah, you're invited. Listen, you're always invited. Uh, all right, 1.25 billion chicken wings. Uh, let's see here. Millions of chips. That makes sense. Avocado. They will be cleaned out at every local grocer. Uh, only 10% of the American population uses their grills. Um, 325 million gallons of beer are consumed. That does not shock me. Wow, I'm gonna. That's um... I'm gonna do my part when it comes to that. <laughs> you know I'm going to. All right, now I'm not going to ask you about your spread because I know that you will eat hearty. But if anybody else out there has you know a, a big plan, you can text us and let us know what that big plan is uh, for the Super Bowl today. Um, might even s- sneak a pick out of you a little bit later on. Chiefs, Eagles. Okay. Okay. All right, but let's get to a couple of things. Yeah. Now the biggest thing right now, I want to play this soundbite because I, I think. Besides Pat Mahomes, the injury that was heard around the world with Mahomes and his ankle, and besides Jalen Hurts, who has the AC joint, there's an offensive lineman that is hurting big time, and it's the Eagles' offensive lineman, Lane Johnson. Now, Doc, this has been going on for a while. He's been dealing with this injury for a long time. And so, basically, they said opening night, which was the the media gathering early Super Bowl week, Monday night, he said one of his coaches basically said that he would watch Lane play through this pain and basically was crying like a baby. Wow. All right. So we're talking about a core muscle injury, an adductor, and I believe it's a tear. Mm-hmm. And he put off uh, surgery. Let's play the soundbite and then you explain what this is. 
Yesterday, he said he's good. He's tired of talking about it. He'll be ready to go. He said he talked to Cam Jordan, the Saints pass rusher who dealt with a similar injury, and he didn't really pass along any advice he could use, but just the fact that another high-level player was able to get through it gave him the confidence early on. It'll be seven weeks when he takes the field on Sunday against the Chiefs from when he first was injured. Lane Johnson, the fact that he's been playing through this, a testament to his physical and mental toughness, a reason why he's been such a great player in this league for a long time all right so you can hear what they're saying basically this guy is tough as nails yeah. has come through it so what is the adductor and, and what are we so doing? let's go through a little uh you know talk about the word adductor ad doctor because mm-hmm. add doctor in in medicine anytime something is an adductor it adds to your body which means it gets closer to your body okay when something is an abductor and so in medicine we like to say adduction and abduction because when you say a b and a d Right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's hard to discern. And you think what of saying. abduction like someone's kidnapping something. Right. So, you're so taking abduction, away. you're taking away. So yeah. anything that moves a body part away from your body, it, it's an okay. abductor. So he hurt what we call an adductor, an adductor, and it's in the thigh. And the adductors, they they start. Their job is to bring the leg in. Right. You right. see those uh, those machines in the gym. Right. Mm-hmm. They're bringing the legs in, bring legs out, and they insert into your core region. So technically, they're not really a core muscle. They're a thigh muscle, but they do have a lot of uh, stability for your core because that's where they attach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that's what he hurt, the in- inner thigh muscle that attaches up into your groin region. He's having a lot of pain. Granted, he's had two weeks off, which is going to be great for him to rest right, it. Right. He's not going to be 100% healed. He's still going to have issues. Hopefully, he can have enough relief where he's not crying. Right? Sure. Or he's not <laughs> crying he's not, like a baby, they said. Right? And he's not doing too bad. I just want you to see this. I'm just going to show this to you. Actually, i got to turn the sound down. But this was, uh, this was Lane Johnson against Nick Bosa, and that was a couple of Sundays ago. Yeah. And so this dude had the, the, the tear in the core, and he still is bawling like right. a son of a gun. That's against Nick flipping yeah. Bosa. Dog. So there's a couple of things you can do. You really can't inject lidocaine in that area. It's tough to do. So mm-hmm. he's going to have to just douse himself with anti-inflammatories. Mm-hmm. You could take a Tordol. I don't know if you've heard of Tordol, but Tordol is a, is a very strong anti-inflammatory. Okay. Uh, and, and funny thing is sometimes after surgery, you get patients, you know, anesthesia gives them fentanyl. I know we hear bad stuff about fentanyl, but right. we give it in the operating room. It's when it's abused. Correct. Uh, but it's given in the operating room for pain under correct dosages, mm-hmm. and morphine, and sometimes people are still hurting from pain. You give them a shot of Toradol, and it, it it's wow. like magic. And it's and it's technically anti-inflammatory. Okay. So he can get a, <clears throat> excuse me, he can get a Toradol shot to help with the pain and inflammation uh-huh. right before the game, last a couple hours. Uh, if you've heard about Toradol, you can only get a couple shots of that at a time because it can kill your kidneys. So like in older Ooh. people, we only do like two or three um max dosage for, for what we call PRN pain or pain as needed. Mm-hmm. And, and so he can get one before the game and see if that helps him get through the game. I'll be darned, man. It, it really is something else. That, because just to give you an idea of what he has been dealing with, and you described it very well, and maybe he is taking those painkillers and they're just trying to manage everything. But this is since the injury, Doc. Since week 11, he has played 447 snaps. He's allowed one pressure and zero sacks. Wow. Well, dude, dude's a baller. You know, I've always wondered this, and I don't know if I don't know the answer. Maybe you do. Do you know if they're allowed? Like, if someone had a surgery in the NFL and mm-hmm. they go back and play, are they still allowed to take a painkiller 
Oh, I think so. While they play, oh, or I is that so. considered like a performance enhancing because it's gonna, you know, you could argue that like it's a per- Percocet that yeah. we give after surgery. You could argue, and I'm just this is a guess. You could argue because I play a doctor on a radio. In case you guys are wondering, um, just a guess that you have certain banned substances that are considered performance enhancing. But even though this, you could argue would enhance your performance because it's a painkiller, that they would fully allow it. Fully allow yeah. it. Well, the good thing is um, Tordol is, is considered anti-inflammatory. It's mm-hmm. not a painkiller. So I wonder if, you know, I, I, it's interesting. I wonder what the rules are for that. Yeah. All right. So let's get into a couple of other ones. Let's just go to the obvious uh, Pat Mahomes. Let's, let's hit him and Jalen Hurts, and then we'll get to a few other ones. If you've got a sports injury question, you can hit the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures, 641-1010. If we can sneak it in today, we will. If not, we'll definitely make sure we hit it next week. Uh, the high ankle sprain slash non-high ankle sprain. We're talking about just an unbelievable injury. Now, he already proved, Pat Mahomes did, a week later that he could play on it. He played that entire game against the Bengals, but now he's got the off week and then coming back. We're basically talking 13 days of rest yeah, and rehab. Yeah, it's going to be great for him, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's going to feel much better. I mean, you might not even see a limp anymore. The question, I think, is really going to be, how he does as the game progresses, right? Okay. Everyone's going to feel great when you have a rain on it for two weeks. The question is going to be when you're actually running on it and someone tackles you or someone twists your ankle right. and aggravates it. How is he going to be after? I think that's going to be the biggest issue. You're thinking about the other guy, Jalen Hurts, and he basically had what I think you and I described as an AC joint sprain. And he's been out. He missed two weeks of regular season ball, came back, played the final week, had a week off, came back, and has now played two games since then. And he's he's been fine. He looked good against the, the Giants. They ended up taking care of business against them. It was an ugly game against the 49ers because of the Brock Purdy injuries. We didn't have to do a ton. Uh, but we're talking about, I don't know, maybe, what is that, six weeks, Doc, removed from an AC joint sprain? Yeah. He's 100%. Or, oh, no, well, I shouldn't say that. He's I, close I to 100%. I don't think he's 100% only because he's been playing on it, mm-hmm. right? If you told me that he has complete rest, right, then I think that I would be closer to saying he's he's pretty close. Okay. But the fact that he's still, that he hasn't rested fully because he's played some games, mm-hmm. I don't think he's 100%. I think he's much better, uh, but I still think that he's probably going to um, have some, some pain that may depending on how he does, may prevent him from doing so. Yeah, something. If he takes a hard hit, gets driven into the ground, that type of stuff on that right shoulder, because that's what originally was the problem. He was driven into the ground, remember, shoulder right. to shoulder into the turf, and that's what caused that AC sprain. So we'll find out. Right. But he looks good right now. Yeah, he looks great. Yeah. All right, let's get to a couple of other ones. We're going to uh, get to the NFL. Uh, I, I can't believe this. They made the Pro Bowl non-tackle. And there was still an injury. <laughs> so we're going to get to that. We got NBA news that we definitely need to get to. But let me hit you with a couple of questions, Doc, that came in uh, off the text line um, as far as, you know, some, you know, whatever, sports injury questions. Here we go. Uh, my six foot six, 15 year old son suffered a pars fracture of his back, L4 and 5, playing football. That sounds kind of serious. Yes. Recommendations. So the question is, um, when you have a pars fracture, usually a lot of people can get a stress fracture in it. But mm-hmm. a pars fracture can cause slipping of your vertebra. Mm-hmm. If you have some slipping but there's no pain, you can leave it alone. But if you have some slipping with pain, 
you might have to get a surgery for it. But right now, what I would do is get an x-ray, make sure it's it's uh, non-displaced, which means it's still together. It's mm-hmm. broken, but they're close to each other. He has to rest it. Probably going to need a brace. Six to eight weeks, let it heal. If it doesn't heal, different story. Or if it's unstable, when you get an x-ray, now it's, there's motion in the vertebra, that is also a different story. Okay. And, and though, then you, you start leading down the path of possibly needing surgical fixation. But right now, as long as it's non-displaced, if it's a fracture, he just has to rest it for about eight weeks, and, mm-hmm. and then it should heal by then. Six six. Do you think of uh, just the the, the the massive growth of a young lad at that point? Well, if he had an actual injury, mm-hmm. right, then then he has a fracture from an injury. But some people have uh, pars uh, issues, uh, like in the pediatric. He's sixteen, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They get fifteen uh, years old. Spondylosis. Spondylolisthesis means when it kind of moves. And they can be from a stress reaction. Right. A lot of football players, kids in football get it. They get pain when they do extension. Mm-hmm. So it's not a super un, it's not like a very common thing, right. but you do see it in young players, especially if they play f- um, some football. Yeah. And the reason I asked you, I told you our son, Michael in the middle, uh, playing football and just hurling his body without any care whatsoever <laughs> at everybody else. He ends up getting a fracture in his back. And they said it was significant enough where he had to wear the back brace, like you're talking about. And basically recommended giving up football. Yeah. Now, the talk was at that time is you know, he was, I think, maybe a sophomore at that time. But anyway, going through his freshman year, he had those seniors lift weights, lift weights, do squats, do all this stuff. You got to gain weight. And they were talking about that that could, that could hurt a 13-, 14-year-old well, by lifting too much weight. Yeah, they early. say sometimes it can stunt your growth because yeah. you put a lot of pressure on the physis. But um, that's not the reason he get a pars fracture. Pars fracture is really just from you can get it from what we call pars defect, which is repetitive stress, mm-hmm. or actually a fracture because you got tackled and hit. Right, exactly. I mean that's the deal. All right, so let's get back to the Pro Bowl, which uh, you had thought would have been uh, safe. It was just flag football after all. Uh, you have talked about it countless times, Doc. The the ACL by and large is a non-contact injury. At least we see a, a ton like that. So I don't know why they still want to go out and play flag football, but this was not an ACL. This was star pass rusher defensive end for the Cleveland Browns, Miles Garrett, a dislocated toe yeah. while competing in the Pro Bowl game. Now, they said the x-rays came back negative, but he limped off the field. And don't think for a moment that Browns fans weren't freaking out. Uh, the team itself wasn't freaking out uh, that here he is showing up and playing in a meaningless game uh, and gets a dislocated toe. Right. What is that? Um, it's well, your dislocated toe is when your toe obviously pops out of place mm-hmm. and it's not in the joint anymore. So what you do for it at the time, you get an x-ray, make sure it's not broken with it, just inject it with lidocaine uh-huh. and pop it back into place. Now, when they're saying that it's, uh, negative, right? X-rays, right. Are, negative, x-rays are negative, which means that there was no fracture. Mm-hmm. All right. And that's, that's what they're talking about. So lucky for him, he dislocated, but didn't fracture it. That's very important because then it's a it's a almost a different issue. But with a dislocation, straight dislocation, you just got to rest it for a week or two, then you start moving it just to make sure that it doesn't get stiff because that's going to be the biggest problem. Right, is when it stiffens up, and then he should be fine with with yeah. no issues. That's the last thing I'm showing Doc the video of Miles Garrett walking off a field. That is a high priced million dollar, multi million dollar <laughs> right. man. Right. Uh, that is a machine on the edge, and the last thing a Browns fan wants to see is him walking off in sweatpants after a meaningless Pro Bowl game. Right. 
Yeah, crazy, crazy. All right, let's get to a couple of other ones. Let's get to another question on the uh, text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. I have an 11-year-old highly ranked gymnast who had OCD surgery on her elbow. How long will it take for her to be completely recovered uh, that she can return to the bars without pain? And that's very, you don't see that super commonly, especially in the elbow. Usually it's a knee that you see. Um, you know, the, these things take a while, right? You need 12 weeks for this to heal because they probably go, go in there. I don't know exactly what the procedure that they did because a couple things you can do, mm-hmm. but you at least 12 weeks for this cartilage to heal. I would say five to six months before she can go back and do whatever she wants. Okay. And that's, that's the goal. I don't know the exact procedure she had because mm-hmm. there's a couple things. And they may vary by a few a month or, or so, but well, OCD five, surgery is yeah. So it's an osteochondral defect okay. or osteochondritis desiccans. Usually, what it is is there's a lesion, and the cartilage is dead, or the cartilage got sheared off from a trauma. Something happened to the cartilage. Okay, I actually have a video of it on my Instagram. Okay, uh, this patient had a big trauma. She had a menis- uh, they had a meniscus tear, and a huge cartilage defect in the. Um, medial from a condyle. Right. So he went their first surgery, fixed the meniscus, biopsied the cartilage, took the cartilage, grew it in the lab, came back eight weeks later after the cartilage was grown, opened up the knee, and rep- and implant that cartilage into the defect, hoping that it grows. Mm-hmm. So that's one way of doing it. Now, if you have a bony defect with it, then you have to actually implant some bone with it too. So there's different, like I said, there's different procedures, but I would say about six months before anything can be really done. All right. That's really, that's interesting. I'm sure they appreciate it, especially at 11 years of age. You want to make sure that everything uh, is safe and sound as much as possible. That's for sure. All right. Now we got to get to a couple of other ones. We mentioned um, what's going on in the basketball world uh, with all these trades. Dude, did you, I know you're not a LeBron James fan necessarily. I am a Lakers fan, but I'm kind of down on LeBron because he just kind of screwed my whole team. Yo, what's uh, up with the Lakers? They're just not good. They're not good, dude. They have not been good for a, a while. We have a what we would call a a, a Disney bubble title uh, during the pandemic where they didn't have to play the full schedule. But, listen, but we won. We're but, winners. But listen, everyone had to do the same thing. Exactly. I will take that Everyone was in the same position. So I, I don't... Take that away from anybody because everyone was in the same spot. Yeah, I will take the Larry O'Brien all day long for that one, uh, as well as my shortened season in Major League Baseball with the Dodgers. I don't care. I don't care anything about the shortened seasons. Those are both championships. But LeBron sets a scoring record. This week, dude, this week, LeBron became the all-time leading scorer in the NBA, and Kyrie Irving demanded a trade, was gone in a few days to the Dallas Mavericks, and then Kevin Durant was sitting over there going, what about me? And then the next thing you know, about, I don't know, 48, 72 hours later, he shipped to the Phoenix Suns. There's been a lot of stuff going on. Now, i got to bring up Steph Curry because he's one of the guys that I wanted to ask you about who's dealing with a pretty significant injury, and he's going to be out multiple weeks, and they're trying to, to, you know, basically figure out, you know, we're talking about a guy that has been so productive uh, and if you have injuries that start to pile up on a guy like Steph, Steph Curry, you know, it could end up kind of shortening his career. We were talking about LeBron and how many points he scored breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record. Steph Curry would have to play until he's 42 to get close to the record. Wow. Think about that. Now, we've wow. got, you know, we're talking about a pretty significant injury. He's been through a handful of them and has not been able to battle back as well as you would like, as quickly as you would like. I'm looking for the details. It was, on... a, it was an interosseous yeah. ligament and an anterior tibiofibular ligament tear. So explain that, because that's so, detailed. All right, so 
the most common tear that we see when you sprain your ankle is anterior talofibular ligament. That's mm-hmm. from the talus to the fibula. That is a normal ankle sprain. Okay. He has a tibiofibular ligament. So it's from the tibia to the fibula. That's your syndesmosis. We talk about syndesmosis all the time. Uh-huh. So syndesmosis, you can argue there's four or five ligaments, to, you know, depending on what you want to call one of the ligaments or not. He tore two of them out of the four or two out of the five. Wow. The question is, is he unstable? Normally when you have two tears like that, you, you probably, if I had to bet, you probably are unstable. But it sounds like he isn't. They get stressed x-rays. I had a patient just like this who mm-hmm. I was shocked, was unstable. And if the ankle doesn't move, then you can cast him for about two weeks and then start some therapy. If he's unstable under x-ray, then he needs that webbing that we always talk about or the syndesmosis. That, n- that new procedure. Yeah. That, that will bring the, intera- the the tibia and the fibula together and let it scar back in. Okay. So he's saying they're saying out for six to eight weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And that's about the time to come back from it. And it's so funny because we we're, we're everything changes, right? We get new information, uh, new advancements, all that kind of stuff. But now this is the first time I've heard this. It uh, the injury is a high ankle sprain variant. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's I, I think someone just, just making up. Yeah, they're wording. just making stuff up I don't because know what that means. That, because between Mahomes and Steph Curry, yeah, we now have a high ankle sprain variant yeah. that's taking place. All right, now this is one of the most important ones that I've got to ask you because it's 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 one of our buddies. It's it's Douglas, who I call him my largest. No, I call him my biggest friend because he's the largest friend that I've got. All right, he's a big boy. Yeah. Former JU Dolphin pitcher, okay? Okay. I-9 Sports, you know, I-9 Sports right there yes. on the show that we have weekly, getting all those kids out there playing ball. So he says, you got to ask Jiho a question. He goes, because I'm hurting. He's He runs I-9 Sports, so he's got all these T-shirts and jerseys, whatever it is. Got a big 40-pound box that he's picking up to take to one of these fields to mm-hmm. hand out these jerseys. Bottom line is all he's doing is picking it up, turning, and he feels like he has damaged a rib in yeah. the back. So I'm just going to read so this. his back. Okay. Yeah. Picking up a, a box and turns sideways, threw a rib out of place. Feels like a knuckle right where my rib connects to my spine. Mm. You know, it's very possible um, that he can do that. Anti-inflammatories can help, but I don't know how long ago he did that. Mm-hmm. About a week. About a week ago. You know, chiropractor may be able to adjust that back in because that is a joint that may be sub- subluxing. Um, but therapy, chiropractor, anti-inflammatory is really what's going to probably get this thing back mm-hmm. into, you know, if it's hurting. Now, he doesn't necessarily have maybe subluxed it. Maybe it just hurts and it just feels like it's subluxed, right? right. Which happens a lot. People always give me, tell me, I feel like my arm is out of socket, but it's just infl- inflammation. So I would do one of those things to see what it is. In theory, it could also be a herniated disc that just referring pain to the lateral aspect. But I would do conservative treatment first. Anti-inflammatory, get an x-ray if you want, and you could do some chiro-physical therapy. Yeah, so that makes some sense. And I don't want to talk about his belly, but he's got a big one. Uh, and you've got to make sure that, you know, he can do whatever he mobility has big wise. core muscles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's got a big core muscle. But just making sure, because uh, Dougie, like 6'6", six, six, you know, used to imagine being on the, on the pitcher's mound. And facing a yeah. dude, you know, six foot six. He was your friend? It. He's your buddy? Yeah, 90 miles you know, an hour at you. I have friends that are like way taller than me, and I hate standing next to them. Yeah, it's look, the worst. I look like a First shrimp. First of all, my head is pointing up, and then I look like a shrimp. <laughs> so anyway, hopefully we can get him some relief. So also, I just want to let you know, um, do you know what I'm doing in two weeks? What? I'm going to a team physician's course 
where it's going to be a bunch of the NFL docs okay. and a bunch of college football docs. Because I, like I, I You're at Ed Waters. Ed Waters. So if you're a team doctor, you're invited to go to this. Any team doctor is allowed to go to this course. And it, I'm going to, it's my first time because I've only been team doctor for them for a year now. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go and a bunch of the big time docs, like Steelers doc and all these docs to give lectures and what they're doing in the pros and NFL for certain things. Right. So I think it's going to be interesting to learn and see how they're treating the professional athletes mm-hmm. a little different than we do, you know, on a day-to-day regular basis. Joe C's. Yeah. And then maybe we can integrate that into high school athletes and college athletes and see how, see what they're doing. Dude, I love that because, uh, you know, we're talking about the, even just, I shouldn't say simple, but even as big as the DeMar Hamlin story was when he collapsed on the field. I'm sure orthopedic doctors, I'm sure uh, first responders on the field, everybody said, you know what, we need to brush up on everything. Yes, I mean, look, this is only the second time someone's ever had a heart attack in the NFL. One time was about, I had looked it up 50 years ago, mm-hmm. 56 years ago, and it was someone who had a cardiac defect who who dropped dead on the field. Yeah, terrible. This is only the second time. So when you're there, the last thing you think about is <clears throat> someone's having you know, a cardiac mm-hmm. arrest on the field, and then it happens, like, ooh, I need to practice that again. Yeah. Yeah, so we I'm lo- I'm looking forward to that. It'll be great. I think I'll bring back it's a couple weeks. Okay. Probably have a lot of information. It ends on a Saturday, so I'll be I'll be back Saturday night, and we can talk about it on Sunday. Everybody have fun. Make sure you get up and stretch every once in a while today. Enjoy the Super Bowl. I like the Chiefs. No Eagles. Like the, okay, you like the Eagles. Flybirds. That is Dr. George Barry BarryOrthopedics.com. Make sure you check him out with locations all over the city. And where else can they find you? Instagram. I got a, I uploaded a, a couple cool videos uh, past two weeks. And then uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and uh, 1010XL. All right, we are out. Enjoy your Sunday. You've been listening to Breaking Bones with Dr. George Bari and Joe C. on 1010XL.